The Profit Constructors presents Construction Junction, the junction between accounting and construction. Please welcome our host, Tanya Schulte. Welcome to our first ever official edition of the Construction Junction podcast. Happy to be here with you guys today. We did do our preview edition at the end of 2020, all about NOFI. I encourage you to go back and listen to that, um, see it if you haven't already. But this is the first official edition. So yay, I'm so excited to be here with you guys today to be talking to you about uh, the junction where construction and accounting meet and to be having some higher level discussions about how does that happen and what does that even mean? Before we dive off into that, I just wanna talk a little bit about uh, the fact that we are starting this in 2021 and it, I'm, I'm super excited about this year. I don't know about you, but I'm very excited about being here in 2021. Not only be, not in a way like great, 2020 is over. We don't have to deal with that anymore. We still are having hard things going on. Let's just all be honest. It's not that because 2020 went away that the world suddenly became exactly right the way that it was supposed to be. Not that it was that way before 2020, right? But yes, we have to acknowledge 2020 was very hard in a lot of ways for a lot of people. But there were so many silver linings that came out of that. On our preview podcast, we were talking with Ryan over at Contour Audio in Colorado, and he shared with us one of his silver linings. So you can go back and watch that and hear what he had to say from his own lips. But it was something along the lines of not only was he able to grow his business in 2020, but he was able to do so because he found new outlets for people who needed the work that they do. And also a lot of the people that he wanted to bring on and hire weren't employable prior to 2020 because they were participating in other activities. They were employed elsewhere. He's an acoustic firm. And so the employees he wanted to hire were uh, employed traveling around doing acoustical things with other people, but they suddenly found themselves unemployed. And so in 2020, the big win was they were employed. They didn't have to be completely unemployed. He was able to grow his business with some amazingly smart and talented people. And it was a win-win on both sides. So I loved that that was how we ended our last podcast with this huge silver lining to what was a very hard year for many of us in many ways. Another example of that for me um, recently I was in a meeting with a lot of business owners and there were, uh, business owners of all style styles, shall we say, um, meeting together on a zoom. And I think, uh, something that would have been completely taboo and considered unprofessional prior to 2020 or 2021 happened while we were in that meeting, which was that a couple of the parents in that meeting had their children come and give them hugs during the meeting. And not one person in the meeting said, why is your child participating in this business meeting? Right. And I'm ecstatic that 2020 gave us all the opportunity to embrace the fact that we can be business owners and be professional and um, 
good at what we do and still have our children sitting right next to us learning and growing and that we're what a beautiful thing to be able to participate in their lives was it hard and difficult for some of us at the beginning of the year when we felt all this pressure to still perform and do the business work that we'd been uh, required to do and do it in an all new way? And, you know, maybe for some of us for the very first time to be doing it from home and trying to participate in Zoom, was all of that very difficult? Yes. But did it give us a new norm and a new way to interact with our children and learn and grow right alongside them? Absolutely. And I, for one, say let's celebrate that and acknowledge how amazing it really it really was. Let us acknowledge how it's cool that our kids in a business meeting can come and give us a hug. I think that's a big win from 2020 that we just as a society became a little more accepting of the fact that we're all part of a family <laughs> and that's an important part of our lives. And it's not unprofessional for that to be known in our professional lives, that we have a family, that they exist, that they're sitting right next to us sometimes as we're working. And that's okay. It's okay for that to happen. For me, that's one of the biggest wins of, of this whole thing. So with all of that said, as we're embracing 2020s hard times and the lessons that it taught us, we are launching the Construction Junction podcast now in 2021 officially and to start off the year on the right note, the this topic that we're bringing today, I think is so important. Not only is it important because it's kind of gonna you know, kick off right as we're talking about tax time, but it's also important because uh, we're starting new a new year, um, new things are happening in a lot of our businesses. We're learning a whole new way of operating and being in business based on new guidelines that are probably going to be coming into place based on the fact that we're doing a lot more on Zoom now. We're working from home, maybe some of us more than we ever did before. Um, and so one of the things I think it's going to be extremely important for business owners to do now more than ever is to surround yourselves and I need this just as much as you guys believe me. And, and I, th I hope we'll dive in and talk about that um, to surround ourselves with top level advisors as business owners. There's always going to be something that I don't know, but if I can find the right person to put on my team, then it's going to be a win for everyone. They're going to be able to give me good advice. I'll be able to participate in the growing of their business and we can all grow in this together. So on your team, I think we kind of as business owners have a general idea of who we might want to have advising us on our team. It will include people like uh, insurance agents, lawyers, bankers in the construction industry. You as you grow, probably will find yourself in need of a bonding agent. Right. But at the top end of that list, and of course, this is the construction junction podcast where we talk about the junction between construction and accounting, you need an accountant. And what does that mean? What does it mean to need an accountant? What is an accountant? Is an accountant the same thing as a CPA? What does a CPA do? These are some of the questions that we're going to dive into today as we talk to our expert and our user, if you will, um, the person that we're going to talk to about how uh, it's a small business owner um, who needs to know more about this subject as well, right? And so as we dive off and talk about it, 
um, we're going to dive into some of the questions that might be top of mind or maybe aren't top of mind because uh, uh, sometimes maybe we just accept some sort of myths or misnomers that are floating around out there, such as all CPAs prepare taxes. That's a myth. That's not true, but it may be what's a top of mind for some people. So we're going to talk about what do CPAs do? Are they all cut from the same cloth? What should I know when I'm trying to hire a CPA? Is a CPA the same thing as an accountant? Do they mean the same things? How does that all play out for my business? You know, and, and why should I even care? I think it's important to think about what does it matter when I'm hiring a CPA? Do I just need taxes filed at the end of the year? Or are there other services that an accounting firm could offer me that I either will need from a compliance standpoint, or I will need to get a loan from the bank, or I will need, um, you know, for many reasons, or are there a, another level of advisory services that an accounting firm could offer that has nothing to do with compliance, that has nothing to do with taxes, but that will help me move my business to the next level. And why doesn't my CPA firm that does my taxes already give me that information? Have you ever asked them for that information? Have you ever sat down with your CPA or tax preparer if they're not a CPA and asked, what other information can you give me? When you get my numbers and you put them all together and, and give me back some information, what does that, what does the information tell me? Is there something that I can grasp off of these financial statements that will help me move my business to the next level or will help me see something coming down the road that might be a disaster that I could avoid? What should I be looking for in these numbers and how do I find that information? Have you ever even asked those questions? And so today as we dive in to this topic of what does a CPA do and why should I need one, you know, let's, let's explore what are you even asking of your accountant, your service provider in that area? Are they a CPA? Do you know? Do you know if they're a CPA, if they're preparing your taxes? Why would that matter? Why would that designation matter? And what do some firms offer as CPA firms that maybe others don't and why? Why is there such a wide variance in all of that? Um, so I'm super excited to talk to our expert. Her name is Julie Babcock-Hyde and she's coming up in our next segment. And then we'll talk later, um, even with another person, like I said, uh, Kevin with Axiom Construction, Kevin Morgan with Axiom Construction. He's going to dive in and explore it with us even further. So I will introduce them to you in upcoming segments. We'll be back shortly. Are you a construction accountant or industry advisor who is enjoying the Construction Junction podcast, but wish that you could dive deeper into the topics with industry peers and even learn more about how to serve your clients well? Then you might be interested in the Construction Junction Roundtable, debuting in March 2021. Our host, Tanya Schulte, will lead the Construction Junction Roundtable, where we bring together construction company advisors to learn how to grow their business. Additionally, this helps so that together we can market more effectively, bring high-quality accounting services, and other high-level advisory services in the construction space. Okay. Good morning, Julie. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Happy to be here. Yeah, so I'm so excited that you said you would do this with us. So um, we're sitting here with my friend, Julie. Julie, tell us who you are and uh, tell us a little bit about your firm and your background. How did you get to where you are today? 
Okay, perfect. So I'm Julie Babcock-Kite. I'm the CEO and founder of Spark Accounting Solutions. Um, we um, are a CPA firm um, that's probably a non-traditional CPA firm um, because we are doing accounting, bookkeeping, uh, profitability coaching, and we used to do taxes tax preparation, tax planning. We still do some tax planning, but we team up with other CPAs now to get our tax preparation done. So um, we, you know, I started out in public accounting, went and worked for some businesses, went back to public accounting, went and worked for a big company. And what I realized was I really loved working with small businesses mm -hmm. um, because there's a lot of satisfaction in really helping a business be able to succeed and understand what's going on. So that's um, that's what we focus on now is really working with our small business clients to, to make more money. Awesome. So something interesting about what you just mentioned, you don't prepare anyone's taxes. I have about 20 tax returns that I do a year you now. You still do a I, few. I still do a few. Don't let me pretend that I don't do any. <laughs> but um, but but yeah, our CPA firm has teamed up with another CPA firm to do the tax returns um, because it was so, because of our focus on profitability, um, we had a hard time doing both well during tax season. And so it's interesting because most people, when they hear CPA, the next thing out, if you tell somebody you're a CPA at a party, the next thing out of somebody's mouth is, hey, can I ask you a tax question? Yes. And I think it happens whether you're a CPA or an accountant or everybody, everybody has to do taxes. Everybody knows about taxes and everybody's like, hey, I have this weird thing, right? So, um, so it, it's, it is interesting because most people, as soon as they hear CPA think they must do tax. Yeah. Also, have you found, because I know this has been true in my career because I am not a CPA, um, but when I tell people I'm an accountant, they assume that I'm a CPA. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of people do assume that somebody's a CPA and a lot of people assume that anybody that's doing taxes Mm -hmm. is a CPA. And that's not necessarily true either, because there are other, there are all kinds of professionals that can prepare taxes. Um, there's only a few that can represent you in front of the IRS, yes, which is your CPA, your EA and your attorney. Right. But, but there's a lot of people. And so, yes, a lot of people assume automatically that if you're an accountant, you must be a CPA and you must do taxes. Yes. <laughs> So yeah. we'll dispel all of those myths here today between the two of us. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. So um, well, let's kind of dive into that because one of the things we had talked about is are all CPA firms the same? So tell us in your experience how some CPA firms differ. There are a lot of differences between CPA firms. Um, there is kind of what most people would think of their traditional CPA firm that does tax preparation. Okay. Um, and then you get, you think of the big CPA firms and those are the ones that are doing, that are out auditing the public companies. But there's other CPAs out there that have firms that just do consulting, mm -hmm. that just do CFO services. There's CPA firms out there doing bookkeeping now. There's CPA firms doing, helping businesses turn around now. There's CPA firms doing cash flow forecasting and planning. There's CPA firms that are helping people write business plans now. 
Yeah. Um, it's all over the board. And so as you're talking to somebody and they tell you they're a CPA, um, the next question needs to be like, what else do you do? What, what does that mean? What kind of stuff do you do? Right. We partner with a CPA firm here in Phoenix that are a fairly large for the Valley CPA firm. And I'm friends with several of the CPAs that are on their staff. And every one of them actually does something different for their clients. Yeah. And it's very true. And then when you get in those big firms, a lot of times they'll have like a bookkeeping department. A lot of times they'll have a tax department. I think the one important thing to note is, you know, we talked about there's several different types of people that can help you with taxes, but there's certain things that only CPAs can do. And that is the attestation stuff, which nobody knows what that means. That's reviews, compilations, audits that have a CPA signature on the front of it that says, this is the work we've done yes. to verify the accuracy of these financials. And only CPAs can do that. Yeah. Which is kind of a perfect segue because a lot of our construction client people will need those compilations or reviews. So my next question for you was, why would a construction firm need a CPA? Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of reasons. And that is definitely one of them. If you've got bonding requirements and you need, you know, a CPA signed set of financials, which you probably do, um, you are going to need a CPA. And a lot of people assume as soon as they find out that they need that, that they're going to call up their tax person and their tax person is going to be able to do it. But a lot of CPA firms don't even do those. Yeah. And the reason why, and I'm going to explain this because I don't think a lot of people know why, when you get into those attestation engagements, like the compilations, reviews, and the audits, those firms have to annually go through a peer review process that is expensive. And so if you're trying to, you know, get your tax firm that maybe only has to do, you know, one or two reviews or audits a year, it's not cost effective for them to do that and pay for peer review. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times you're, you may end up going with another CPA firm um, outside of your tax firm to do those reports for you. So, um, so that's one reason is when you need signed financials. Mm -hmm. Another reason to work with the CPA is, yes, to get your taxes done. Um, everybody has to get them done. But it doesn't have to be CPA. I'm going to do a shout out to the EAs, too, because that, those are enrolled agents that are, that are basically, they take a test through the IRS and get that license, that certification to do taxes as well. Okay. Um, and so I want to give them a shout out. So um, you obviously want to get your taxes done every year. Well, let me rephrase that. You don't want to, you have to. Okay. Thank you um, for that clarification. Yeah. Exactly. Nobody really wants to do that. So that, but then a lot of people just stop at preparation and they forget tax planning. And that is another really good time to work with your tax professional, whether it's a CPA or an EA to really sit down and look at, okay, this is what you did. That's fine your taxes are done, you're in compliance, but how do we structure your business yeah. and your activity such that you can pay the least amount of taxes as is legally possible? Yeah. Because we all want that. If we're going to have to pay taxes, we'd like to pay the least amount possible. Absolutely. So 
we're kind of diving off into something that I um, have studied in depth. We're kind of diving off into like advisory services, right? So there's some compliance work that a lot of accountants do. And even our firm who are not CPAs work in compliance because we'll help with sales tax and that type of thing. But then there's also this whole other level of advisory services. So can you kind of break those two pieces down for us? What's the difference between compliance and advisory? Yeah, absolutely. So compliance really to me is like doing the basic minimum of what you have to do to not have your friends at the IRS or the state department of revenue or the state tax commission, or, you know, the payroll folks, none of them are going to be mad at you because you've met the bare minimum requirements that you have to meet. Advisory really takes it to the next level and says, how does your business run better? How do we do your systems better? How do we help you make more money? How do we help you save on taxes? How do we help you make a strategic plan so that you can retire in 10 years? Um, it's really beyond just, um, just give me the numbers, we'll crunch them, and here's your outcome. It's really beyond that. It's really, what are those numbers telling us? And how do we use those numbers to help you achieve your goals? Yeah. And I think even here, we find um, varying levels of what different firms can offer, right? Like within that advisory piece, you outlined a lot of different things that not every firm is well-versed in. No, it's true. And and I think a lot of people assume that that their, their CPA is doing all of that stuff for them. Mm-hmm. But realistically, when you're going in and you only talk to your CPA in, you know, January, February, you give them your numbers. And then a month later, you get your get your tax return back and you sign off on it. Um, you need to know exactly what you have engaged them to do. Mm-hmm. Did you hire them just to get your tax return done? And the answer is probably yes. Yeah. Or did you also engage them to do tax planning for you? Did you also engage them to do succession planning for you? And you need to know what those additional things are. And I think a lot of people don't even know what the options are. So this is a good conversation to have. Right. To even be able to go in with the right questions. Like, Mm -hmm. are you only going to prepare my taxes at the end of the year? Are you going to prepare my sales tax returns is a separate question. And then beyond that, what level of advisory services does our firm need? What level? And like you were talking about earlier, those attestation services, does our firm need those? Are we wanting to get bonded on certain jobs, et cetera? Um, And how will all of that play out? Is the CPA firm that we're engaging with right now able to do those things down the road? Or is that something that we'll have to seek elsewhere? Right. And a lot of times um, people are attracted to a one-stop shop, Mm. but that may not always be the best solution for you either. Mm -hmm. Because you look at companies like yours that specializes in, you know, construction accounting, and you're going to make sure that that is done perfectly and really well. Um, A general bookkeeping service, a general accounting service is not necessarily going to get, be able to give that same level of service that you guys are. And so I always caution people, you may not want a one-stop shop. You may want to have like, I have this specialist, and then I have this specialist, Mm -hmm. and then I have this specialist, and each of these people have a place in my plan. Um, But make sure when you have 
all those different specialists, that they're ones that are willing to talk to each other. Yes. Oh, that's a very, very important point. Yeah. We, we make it a point because we are not a CPA firm and we won't prepare taxes. We always make it a point to early on in an engagement, reach out to the client's tax preparer and make sure that we start a good open dialogue and have good communication with them from the beginning so that there's no concerns or issues uh, at tax time that we all are on the same page and we're all working together for the good of the client. Yeah. And it's really important to have that communication because you guys are in the day-to-day operations and you might see, Hey, there's something unusual going on and we need to loop in your tax accountant Mm -hmm. or they make, you know, your client may come to you and say, we're thinking about doing this. And that gives you the opportunity to say, Hey, that's an interesting idea, but let's make sure there's no tax consequences associated with it because, um, Again, if those professionals are working together and they know what you're thinking about doing before you do it, yes, there's an opportunity to help you with the planning and the structure to make it as beneficial as possible to you as a business owner, as opposed to just being, oh, that's what you did. Okay. Then this is how it has to be done because there was no planning associated with it. Yeah. Those are great points. I think one other thing I definitely wanted to ask you, because I think it's something that a lot of small business owners don't take the time to do, or even like you said, know the right questions or how to do, what's the best way for a small business to sort of vet a CPA firm that they're thinking about hiring? How do they even know if it's a CPA firm that they want to work with? This is, this is kind of, this is hard, right? Because you're hiring a professional that has a license, you assume that they're qualified. But I assure you, like, we've done tax returns before for other CPAs. Yeah. So not every CPA specializes in everything. And so some of the questions that I encourage people to really, when they're talking to CPAs, number one, get referrals from other people in the industry. Yes. Um, that, 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 you know, that people are working with. That's one thing I think is important. Another thing I think is really important is ask them questions so that you know, that they speak your language. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but like accounting is the language of business, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, it is a foreign language to a lot of small business owners. So you want to make sure you have somebody that's going to be able to translate it. And so if you go in and sit down and say, you know what, my last, my last CPA was talking about completed contract method versus, you know, percent complete. And I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, How do I know which one I'm supposed to be doing? And how do I know, what does it mean Um, to be able to have somebody that can say, okay, this is what that means. And have you be able to understand that as a small business owner is yeah. important. Right. Um, I would also encourage you to ask like, like how many people from my industry have you worked with? Um, because again, you don't necessarily want somebody learning your industry if there's a lot of specialty stuff. Right. If you're in a general industry that doesn't have a lot of specialty rules, you're okay. But if you're in construction, there's a lot of specialty rules um, on, on accounting and taxes that you want to make sure they know when they're not necessarily learning on you. Right. Yeah. So I think those are a few things. And, and if they offer to look at your last year's tax return for free, 
take them up on it and see what kind of insight they have to share about it with you. Oh, I love that. That's a great insight. Yeah. I think, um, one of the things I was thinking about when you were saying about speaking their language, that's part of it too, that, um, we have had clients that have come to us and within the first consultation with them, they're like, Oh, good. I'm glad that you understand things like what is a change order and what are contingencies and things because we, our team has been in the construction industry. All of everyone on our team has been in the construction industry. And so we've learned these things from the ground up. Right. And so it's nice to have someone who can speak the language of your industry. There's just a level of um, understanding and communication that can happen then between the client and the service provider. Yeah. When everybody's talking about the same thing, and meaning the same thing, it sure makes communication a lot easier. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So I would like to take a quick break. Thank you so much for all of this good insight. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and let's talk to um, a small business owner. Perfect. If you would like to share your company or product on the Construction Junction, email hello at theprofitconstructors.com to become a sponsor. Awesome. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. I'd like to uh, introduce our other special guest today. Uh, He's actually one of our clients and we really do love him and his business. We're super excited to have him joining us here today. Kevin, tell us about yourself and Axiom, who you are, where you are, what you guys do. Good morning. Um, Yeah, my name is Kevin Morgan. I own a commercial construction company in Kingman, Arizona. we do roughly a million a year in business and yeah, kind of focus on, seems like we always land on the projects that are just a little more tricky than what the average guy wants to mess with. And so we get a lot of the historic downtown kind of restoration projects and trickier remodels and that kind of thing. So, so oh. yeah. <clears throat> So just like us, you specialize. Well, it, it just, I guess by default, you know, I, would, I, I always, I don't know, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that I drove, drive by a really complicated looking three-story tricked out glass building and don't wish that I could be building something like that one of these days. But yeah. I like it. Good goals. I'm writing that down on the goals list that we're building for you guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so before you kind of heard Julie and I talk in that last segment, what did you think a CPA firm did? Uh, exactly what Julie said that most people think. Somebody that comes in and cleans out my bank account and says this is how much you owe. And yeah, it's um yeah it's not i've been in the business 11 years um and i've been i've probably had four or five different accountants mm-hmm. cpas whatever you want whatever the buzzword i, I don't want to mislabel them anymore and now that i, that I got a five minute education but okay. yeah it's it's been a it's been it's been a frustration for us for sure you know, it's, yeah. I mean, we're in an industry that's that's hopping and got deadlines and and things change all the time. And, you know, I had to try to 
take care of the back end and um, keep all of that stuff straight. It's like, why are we even doing this if we're not going to take care and count the money and make sure it's going where it needs to go and people are getting paid and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So it's like a whole other job that, you know, it's, um, yeah, it just, it's like, I've never had that help really. It's just been, yeah. like I said, come in and, hey, your sales taxes are due and are all your invoices in. It almost feels like a short order cook. You know, you're talking about speaking the language and stuff. Well, if I don't know what, to, if I don't know the question to ask, and and on the other side, it's like for me, my clients. You know, it's my job to know the pitfalls, and and the and the roadblocks that are in front of them. You know, for example, in commercial construction, a lot of the remodels. That, you know, one of the things that always comes up is like, hey, you open this can of worms, and now you're on the hook for. A, an ADA compliant bathroom and that's going to cost money. You can't just go move this wall and do X, Y, Z and think you're getting out of here for, for this amount of money. You're going to have to do these other things. And those are the kind of roadblocks that, you know, I don't, I've never known about. I don't, I, I, I learn them the hard way when it's time to write a check to somebody to, to one of the government agencies, but right. yeah, I don't feel like I've ever had a, you know, a, somebody that's out in front, you know, like, okay, is your, is your information where it needs to be and ready for me to go do my job and check all the boxes and run it through my system and spit out a number on the other end, which usually doesn't benefit me at all. Right. Um, so right. You know, that's been my overall experience of, I, right. I, <laughs> I built this, I built a spec house years ago <clears throat> and, uh, and, and well, I'm just cruising along and I got, you know, $20,000 worth of lumber and, you know, $10,000 to this sub for electrical or whatever. And I'm piling up all this, you know, in the meantime, I had a, had a wad of money in the bank thinking we're kicking ass and I probably shouldn't cuss on a podcast, but you're talking to a contractor. And so <clears throat> I'm cruising right along and we get the thing, we're coming down the home stretch and get this house done and get ready to sell it and make a little more money and, and it was like, <clears throat> after you know, and all along, all these all these transactions are going into my QuickBooks, and, and and I'm thinking we're cruising along, and I'm following the rules, and and I get this after the fact thing, that and the house is like 95% done. Well, all of that money is profit, so you owe tax on all of that. That's not like building costs, and there's no real client, you know. And I'm just like, it took me a minute to get my arms around that, and now I feel kind of silly. But those are kind of things that. You know, we're out there building stuff. I'm not. I'm not in the business of, you know, feeding the government. So, right. Yeah, it's just. Uh, and it's hard to know, like Julie said earlier, what are the right questions to ask, right? Yeah, if you don't know, you don't know. It's. Right. And well, and I get, <clears throat> go ahead, Julie. I was just saying, I think that a lot of people kind of assume that because they have a tax person on their team. That, that they're going to point these things out or that they even know what's going on. But so many small businesses only talk to their accountant once a year. Right. At tax time when they get their tax return done and don't do like a, like a mid-year check-in or don't do like a quarterly check-in to kind of say what's going on with the business, what's changed. Okay. Sounds like your income's up. You need to start setting aside more for taxes than just the estimates we originally gave you. 
Um, so there's a lot of opportunity there um, to to get more help, but people don't know don't know that they have to do that to get the updates. Somehow yeah. they think that this once a year meeting is enough, right. but it's not because nobody knows your tax team. If you're only talking to them once a year, doesn't know what's going on. Right. And I think also, um, if you just really engaged with a tax team, they are fulfilling their obligation. They're not doing anything wrong. It's just that you didn't know when you first started that they weren't going to do some of the things that you assumed they were going to do, right? And so that's why it's always important. One of the, I think one of the biggest pieces that our firm has found as we've moved along is education, especially of contractors, in terms of let's look and see what could come down the road and let's educate up front rather than uh, falling into some really bad consequences for not knowing the right questions to ask. Um, just in terms of like, you know, Kevin, us coming alongside you and saying, let's make sure that you're filing preliminary notices, which is a requirement here in the state. So that's something that is not even necessarily something that a CPA or a tax preparer would know to even talk to you about because that's not, it's completely outside of their wheelhouse. Right. But it could very much affect your bottom line because if those preliminary notices aren't filed and something goes sideways on that project, now all of a sudden you have no recourse. You have nothing that states that you have any way to lean that property and and you're completely out on the sidelines, right? So these are the types of things where, again, having the right team members on the team, and it's so hard, I think, when you're a, a small business to know to know what you don't know. How do you know what you don't know? And so, again, I think a big piece of what our firm is trying to do is go out there into the construction world and do a lot of education up front to say, here's some of the things that you, that could be very large roadblocks for you. <clears throat> Sorry, Kevin, it looked like yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, you know, getting back to Julie's point about meeting once a year, I always had my CPA also do my, my monthly sales tax just so there was communication and you know when there was you know recently I, I migrated from quickbooks desktop to qbo and that was a shit show for us it just it's, you know so that that's now i gotta go get an outside software to make that match and now all of a sudden i wake up and i'm trying to sync like four different software programs and you know it, it's, it's it just totally takes me away from what i should be doing and um, yeah, it's just um, having the, to me, the education piece is the, um, I feel like it's a piece that I was always missing. For, for whatever reason, I'd end up with the, you know, the stereotypical CPA that, that just likes to swim in numbers and, you know, and, and dive into tax code and antisocial and, you know, lock yourself in the room with a cat and don't bother me kind of personality <laughs> that, you know, that... It just doesn't serve. It doesn't, it doesn't move my ball forward. I know that. I love that. Um, I attend quite a few accountant uh, conferences throughout the year when it's not COVID time, right? When we actually can go out and see other people. Um, I like to attend the conferences and a lot of us that are there will laugh and joke about that being the stereotype or like they wouldn't think that if they came to these conferences, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, the education piece. And I also think um, 
as a small business, and of course, this podcast is dealing specifically where we're uh, talking to construction accountants and construction owners. I think as a small business, that's one of the things I really want people to think about out of this particular podcast is uh, something that you said earlier, Julie, talk to other small businesses in your industry, talk to other construction company owners and ask them, who are they using? Who are they um, uh, you know, talking to on a daily basis and who's advising them? And has it made a difference in your business? Have things changed because you've gotten better advice from that service provider? Or is it just the status quo and you're still running around on the back end, hoping that you get the right numbers to that person and hoping that at the end of the year, they won't tell you that there's some astronomical amount that, you know, as Kevin said, gets to get cleaned out of your bank account when you really thought you were getting well ahead. Like ask around and see who are other people using and, and what's the benefit of that. I think that again is a huge piece. That I hope that construction company business owners would get out of this particular conversation, like find out who's getting high level advice and then go there. Or, or find an advisor like that. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I think too, one of my favorite questions and there's all, we all have areas of our business that we have, like we're just stupid about them, right? And yeah. so one of my favorite questions when, when I get in one of those areas, my favorite question is always, you know, you go, you talk to this provider and my, I always ask at the end, what should I have asked you that I didn't? And um, that is a helpful question for me too, as I'm like interviewing service providers for my own business um, to see if they're like, okay, here's three more things that you didn't ask me about that you really, that really should be on your radar. So I think that's something else that another tool people can use. Yeah, I think that's a really great uh, question to ask. Kevin, is there anything that you'd like to ask, something that you um, would like to know more about in terms of what services do you think that CPAs in particular provide? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that first, first part of the first segment there. That's quite informative. What are some of the frustrations? What are some of the frustrations that you've had in the past? and looking for that right service provider? Uh, well, just not knowing. <clears throat> That's the biggest thing. It's just like Julie said, you know, okay, to get me through the, through the keep me out of the, out of the uh, audits with the RS. I want to pass an audit if I get on That's, and I think that's probably what 90%, you know, scares me to death that the government's going to come knocking and start digging around my books and, you know, <clears throat> and every time I change or, or, bring somebody else in that starts fishing around on my books, I get pretty decent reviews on it. So it's not like I'm just flying by night, but it's, it's, that's always my biggest concern. The government's going to come in and just clean me out mm -hmm. and shut me down, you know? So, um, and that's, that's like sales tax. That's, am I, am I charging the right sales tax? Do I have the TPT right? Now I'm working in this city and, you know, it's just, it's like. Yeah. So, and Kevin's referring to something that might not be known throughout the rest of the country here in Arizona, the sales tax laws, and it's called transaction privilege tax here in Arizona. Um, but it's a very complicated process in Arizona 
for contractors. It's not a straightforward process like it can be in many other states. And so um, dialing that in is actually one of the first pieces that we talked about when we first started talking, right, Kevin? Yeah, I just didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm meeting monthly with my CPA. She's doing my taxes every month. So it's just like, okay, well, I'm not doing this right, apparently. Yeah, and, and I think, again, that's <clears throat> finding out the education piece really, really can be so important in that advisory level of services, which, again, I just want to point out that it's not that certain firms are not meeting their engagement obligations. They certainly are. It's just helping the small business owner to know who do I need to engage with to get the better information about certain pieces. So if as long as they're doing what's within their engagement, they're perfectly doing exactly what they should be doing. And that's fine. And that's good. But it's just a matter of understanding, is that all that I need as a small business? And I think that goes back to something that Julie said earlier, too. I'm a small business owner, too. And I will be the first to tell you, and I told you, Kevin, in one of our earliest meetings, there are times as a small business owner where I have fallen flat on my face doing something that I should not have done. And I've had to learn from that and then also learn how to get the right advisors on my team to help me understand how to better run my business. Because as much as I understand about construction accounting, there are pieces of running a business that I simply didn't understand when I first wanted to own my own business. And so none of our clients are alone in that. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I advocate for finding good advisors and building a good advisory board, if you will, for your small business based on expertise of that particular individual. It's so powerful to have the team that can help with all of that. You've got the banker, you've got your insurance person, you've got your attorney, you've got your CPA, you've got your bookkeeping firm, you've got all of those pieces in place to help support you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, there's an intrinsic value in that for me as well. It's just, it's like, it's lonely at the top, you know, there's, you're the one, every, every single thing falls on you as a business, business owner, it's, you know, to your name on it. And, and so to have, I mean, just to have a sounding board that's, that may not even like move the technical issue forward at all is, is valuable in my mind. Yeah. Your spouse can only listen to so much of that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's I, just yesterday. I said to a group of people that I belong to that um, I meet with on a regular basis at first, when I was trying to run my business and understand how to price things right and um, get the right proposals in front of the right people and do the marketing right, everything, I bounced off of my husband and he's fantastic and he was a great help at the beginning, but there was only so much that he knew too. So same thing. I had to go out and find the right people and surround myself with really good, like-minded individuals who understood more about this industry, this you know, that I'm trying to run an accounting business and they were able to help me avoid pitfalls early on. And I think that's the same thing that we are always trying to do with our clients too, is avoid pitfalls. I would much rather step in and help a client avoid the, you know, the possibility of losing their business because they didn't file a preliminary notice on a large job. I would much rather step in before and help them avoid that than have to step in and just hope as we have done sometimes in the past with some clients that are in that situation, you know, then they're just hoping that they can make it through this crisis. Right. And I don't love stepping into the crisis. I much rather 
step in long before the crisis and and put all eyes on the problem and hope that we can avoid that coming coming disaster. So it's good stuff. Well, thank you both for being here today. I very much appreciate you guys both devoting your time to this. Um, it's it's a fun project that we've got going on, and I hope that you learned something, Kevin, and that Julie, that you also will be able to uh, have some some valuable points out here as well. So. It's always great to hear feedback from the client side because we can always do better. So it's great to hear. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you both. Thank and we you. Will talk to you again soon. Thank you for tuning in to Construction Junction. To find out more about the junction between accounting and construction, please email hello at theprofitconstructors.com.